check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Craig and Nick. On this episode, we'll look back at the disappointing loss to Villanova, and we'll look ahead to the Creighton and Georgetown matchups. Craig, Nick, how are your weeks? Well, the weekend certainly could have went better. I mean, it was a rough start on Friday. A rough start on Friday. Even, you know, not even worse than that. Didn't get any better Saturday. Didn't get any better on Saturday. It was pretty bad on Saturday. It was pretty bad on Saturday. I mean, the Giants, they did me dirty. Um, But the Eagles are better. I mean, I hate to say that, but just, like, there's just more talent. I mean, it is. I just wish it would have been a game. You know? I, yeah, I wish it would have yeah. been there, but yeah. I just wish Saquon would have scored a touchdown. It, that would have been nice. Hmm. It did get better though on Sunday, celebrating your birthday at Benihana. That was fun. Yeah, I do enjoy some Benihana. It is quite delicious. Nothing like Benihana. Garlic butter. It's all about the garlic butter. Highly recommended if you can go. Nick, what did you? How was your week besides the sporting games? Um, it was uh, that's pretty much all I did. I uh, I went to the Ranger game. On Thursday. Oh, that's fun. Mom. You uh, got a win? No. The, oh. the Bruins were the best team in the NHL right now. Uh, they beat us 3-1. It was, uh, it was, that was a rough game. And then, Just we got, really, we we're, were rough sports weekend, and then huh? I, and then I ran it back the next day, back at MSG, got to see our Giannis lose again. But the only bright side to that was uh, me and a bunch of managers when I was there got together after the game. So it was a nice little manager reunion we had. Well, that's nice. It was our, actually a uh, shout-out, Danny Jean-Grande, who was a... He listens to the pod sometimes. It was his birthday, so we got a lot of us out. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, Happy birthday, Danny. <laughs> we got a lot of January birthdays. Great month. Great month for birthdays. Uh, all right. So, obviously disappointing. But before we get into the upsetting St. John's loss, my question for you guys this week, and you'll see, I think it's very fitting after this game on Friday, is if you could go back in time and you could change the result of one sports game in history for any of your teams, which game would it be? Don't pick St. John's because we'll have a little follow-up or we'll discuss, we'll collectively discuss a, a St. John's result you would go back and change. Spoiler. However, it has to be, you know, pick, pick a game that you, you would go back and you would, a single game in sports history, you would go back and change the results. Game 5 of the 2015 World Series for the Mets. If we win that, mm-hmm. if, if Matt Harvey comes in and shuts that door... The Mets win that game, which I was at. Uh, the Mets win the series. I'm convinced because it, you had Harvey. We we close that door right there. You go to Game Six, which is back in Kansas City, except you got Syndergaard on the mound, and Syndergaard blew them away the first time. Uh, and they had we, he was in their heads. They were gonna get that, and then you got Jacob Degrom going in Game Seven. Uh, and if and and once you get to Game Seven, all bets are off. I just don't think the momentum would have massively shifted, and we would have won the series. I'm I'm convinced. That if we if we needed those three outs, we would have we would have won the World Series. We would have came back and won the World Series. I think that's probably a fair analysis. I, I don't. I think if, if you were to win, if Matt Harvey was to come in, which you know, listen, it's it's tough. That, I, that's a tough scenario there. I was okay with it. I here's here's so it kills me because that team felt like, and I really still almost feel like that team should have been a team of destiny. Just the way that season played out is just like a storybook, and the fact that we ultimately didn't win is is heart crushing. I think Matt Harvey going back out there, I understand it. Um, the th- the only cons- problem I have in, uh, is that like, look, if you're Matt Harvey, I completely understand. Be like, no, I'm going back out there. Give me the ball. I'm gonna go win this game. That's an admirable, and I think that's well, fine. That's what you want your guys to do, Except right? Except the fact that if you say that, you got to go. You have to go well, do it. I, I, you I have to. You cannot do that when we have the best closer in baseball that year, and let him sit on the bench and not pitch. 
because you said you're going to do it and then you don't do it. You have to, you cannot say that and then not I think, follow through. I think also you got to have a short leash there. You, you got to, yeah. you got to, the minute he puts a guy on in the first batter, you got to take him out. I agree with that. I, you, like, I gave you your chance. You blew it. Yeah. Right? You blew it. Yeah, I gave you, yeah, I was going to give you three outs. You got a guy on, it's over. It's over. You don't have it anymore, and that. we have to win this game. No, te- yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's that's where my issue with the game comes in. Listen, I'm with you. I probably would have sent Harvey back out, but I would have said tight leash. He puts the first guy on, which he did. It's over. You're you're done. Yes. You're done, Matt. I'm sorry, yeah. but it has to be. And frankly, to be honest, after all of that, if Lucas Duda just makes a good throw at home, that we win the game. Anyway. That's that's, that's I mean, also valid. Now, Lucas Duda was very challenged defensively, so. It, uh, it's understandable that he would make that mistake. And Duda actually was, he gets the scapegoat a lot, but he actually was part of the reason we were there. So I can't hate on Duda too yeah, much. Yeah, he, he, um, he performed well offensively but, for you guys. But, so. you know, he he made a bad throw. And it ruined that season. So, it didn't ruin the season. It was still a great season. But it, it, we, I, that would be the one game I would change. Well, that makes sense. That's what this conversation is for. Nick, what would be your one game switch? So I'm going to I'm gonna stick with Craig on this one and, and stay baseball. Uh, I don't have, uh, I wasn't at the game. Uh, and I was, I was very young. I was what, uh, eight years old, seven years old, probably at the time. Um, October 14th, 2003 game six, Chicago, Steve Bartman game. That's just, uh, I mean, again, I was a little young. Um, that was probably right when I started actually, you know, paying attention to baseball, following baseball still very early on. Cause I mean, r- really, really solidified was like the, the Oh five, Oh six season for me. Um, well, not 05, 06 season, but the 05 and then 06 season for me, but we were up in the series. We only needed, we only needed one more game to win. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Steve Bartman, if he was just watching the game instead of listening to the game, maybe he wouldn't have stuck out his hands. But at the same time, Moises Alou sold it a little, a little much. And at the same time, the next play, our, our shortstop fumbles the ball, makes an error, doesn't get an easy out. There's a lot of things that happen after the fact in that yes. game. But again, we're talking about the game, not the instance. So if I could take back that game, I would change that game. So we would win. And then you know who we'd see in the uh, World Series that year? The New York Yankees. I think you would. I think uh, Steve Barton would also be happy if, to go back I'm in time. I'm sure he would be very happy. Switch that game. His life would be a lot different. Oh, I certainly would. Extraordinarily. He wouldn't have had to move out of Chicago. There was a game seven, too. Uh, to be it. fair to Steve that Barton. Is, that is it who is. people forget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we, I understand. We lost game six I understand it with the seven. Cubs. Hundred. It was a hundred something years. So I understand where they were frustrated with that. <laughs> a little. Just I, a little. I, I, it's an understandable reaction. But uh, yeah, we had to carry uh, a good one. We carry Wood. Best that pitcher team in baseball. Was great. That team was really good. Carlos Zambrano, who was at his peak at the time. No, that Sammy Sosa could have gotten his, his first World Series. His only World Series. Your boy, what? Sammy Sosa. That oh, team. Boy. That team was really good. Figurine in my room. It, it was right. a tough ending for that team. They deserve better. They probably they wouldn't have beaten the Yankees, but that was a tough. Uh, Marlins did. Well, I mean, sure, <laughs> but the, Yanke- the, the Yankees should have won that, 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 that series. That's too. because the Marlins don't lose in the playoffs. That's that's, that's yeah. True. They they've got a certain they, magic they, to them. They have never lost playoff series. That that's is actually not that's, that's not true. true. That's not, not true anymore. anymore. It was uh, true. It was true up until twenty twenty. The COVID did it to him. The COVID got him. Ah, uh, just like everybody. But else. what's nice, they always sell out their team after, and that's how we got Derek Lee at the Cubs, who was also <laughs> one of the uh, pivotal player oh, in Cubs history. Not well run. Out later. Not well run, but well winning in the playoffs at least. High percentage anyway. The game I would change, and I think it's a layup, uh, is also baseball. It is Game Seven of the 2001 World Series. As mm-hmm. a New York Yankee fan, first of all, let's let's set a little base there. September 11th happens. 
right? This it, it's it's obviously a, a, a terrible moment for for New York, for the country, but for New York, uh, it felt like I know everyone hates the Yankees. A lot of people hate the Yankees. It kind of felt like New York was owed that one. Uh, I, I would yeah. say it it was in a place where it seemed right. Everything seemed to be going right. The Yankees go out. Now, listen, getting to a Game 7 was not ideal, right? You, you lose the first two games, so things aren't going the Yankees' ways. But they come back, they win Games 3 and Game 4 at home and Game 5 at home. So now the Yankees are back on track. Losing Game 6, they got blown out, 15-2, to bad loss. Um, you know, you, you, get to that, you get to the point in Game 7 where Mariano Rivera's coming in, you have a 2-1 to one lead, it's over, Right? We've yeah. seen. I've seen this show before. He's the best closer in baseball. It it feels right. More men have landed on the moon than have scored against Mariano Rivera in the playoffs. Correct. And and it feels and it just feels right. And it, and I think even for people who root against the Yankees, I think in that moment they would have said, "This is all right." Like after yeah. September 11th, this is okay. There was something poetic about it the, in 2001. If it, it felt like it would have been poetic, it actually you know yeah, it ended up not being poetic. We had Luis Gonzalez come and ruin the entire thing. Mariano Rivera, of course, loads the bases, blows the save. Luis Gonzalez gets the winning hit, uh, and that's one. That's the one I would switch. That is the one game I would go back and that's change. A, I, just very I think it is, and it's funny because I, I, you know, the Yankees have been so, you know, well off in terms of championships. Well, that, that would have been your fourth championship it, in four years. It feels it feels wrong to be like, oh, well, I to just switched fair. to another championship, right? I mean. No, but I get Jeez, that one. For all, there's, all, there's, for all my fellow Jets fans, they would probably look at me crazy. But, um, you know, there's got to be some way I try to work in a Jets championship. But I, I think I, the 2001 Yankee game is the game I would switch. All right, what would be your St. John's switch? I just wanted to note that that was very baseball heavy. Well, it's, we're baseball. We're a baseball heavy group. Baseball and St. And, John's and I took, basketball. Well, I took away St. John's basketball as right, an option. Right, yeah. Which is what we're going to talk about now. What do you think? Which St. John's game would you go back and change? So one I, game. Can I? Here's a question, and just for a clarification. Okay. Can you change? You're just changing the result of the game, or what happened during the game? You're changing the result of the game. Only Whatever that entails. Here's my question. So, like for example, right in the 2000, what I would say if I was going deeper into depth, I would say what I would change in that 2001 World Series is that Mariano Rivera closes out the game. He doesn't blow the save, and the Yankees win. So, like I could say theoretically, like. I know exactly what you're going to say, and yes, the answer is yes, Craig. You can say that DJ Kennedy wouldn't get hurt and lose the game against Syracuse. That's, that's that's what I would change then. Okay, I think that's a very. I, would, I, I, would, I think I that's, that's got to be DJ very. DJ Kennedy high. doesn't get hurt. Shout out DJ Kennedy for being on the pod earlier this year. Uh, I think he doesn't get hurt. We beat Syracuse. We could win. We knock on wood. We could win that biggest tournament. I think that team. And that team's a top four seed, and God knows what happens in the tournament. So that I, would be the game I would change. The moment I would change. I would honest. say I think that's pretty high. Nick, what do you got? You got anything? My, you go first. Isn't? See, I, I would I would say DJ Kennedy. My other one would probably be. It's a bit tougher. Um, DJ Kennedy would have been my moment to tell you just just spot on. I think that's that's the one game where I felt like. You hit, and, and this is obviously more recent. We're talking, but you know the the Final Four game in '85 probably a good switch too. But well, um, the other one I was gonna say was in '98 against Ohio State in the Elite Eight. That's a good one. Change the result of that. You go to your you're, you're in you're the on, Final you're Four. In the final Four in, in 1998. Yeah. Probably change the trajectory of the program a little bit. Yeah, that's that's not a bad one either. I mean, I do think if if DJ Kennedy doesn't get hurt there, you're right. We're a top four team, and we get a 
a, a favorable matchup compared to the under-ranked Gonzaga team we played. Correct. And because of that, we make a run in that tournament. I, I think the phantom, or not the phantom, the incorrect Seton Hall out-of-bounds play Ooh. Is, oh, at Seton Hall. At Seton Hall is a good is a good game changer. Oh, wow. I think that's a that's that one that stings because that's a that's a game we we win and and it, that changes the season. It doesn't have maybe as much of an impact. Or probably certainly not as much of a big impact as DJ Kennedy getting hurt, but it changes the trajectory of that season. Uh, the other the phantom whistle against Duke. It's a good, yeah. good yeah. singular. Yeah, you, know, you get Coach, Coach K, K gets his thousands win. Oh my god! I was Instead, the, I was, mm, I was manager. There's no thing. phantom whistle there. We win that game. You felt the momentum shift. Nick, I got one more, but I'm here with Nick, so I don't want to steal, steal all the games from him. Yeah, sorry. So, I, I do have a, a stipulation. Do I have to be have been alive for that game? No. N- no. No. Okay. No, it's just, it's just St. John's all moment. Right. Well, then, I, I think it's easy. And I, I also want to follow this up with a little gripe on St. John's. I would change the result of the 1952 National Championship game where St. John's played Kansas, and we lost to Kansas. It's our first and only National Championship game, and our first out of two Final Four. Now, my gripe with St. John's is when you look at our, our rafters, uh, we have the 85 Final Four, and then we have the 52 Final Four. It should it used to, and it should say, national runner-up. It should say national runner-up. valid point. And it doesn't. And that, that there's a little gripe that, that hurts me every time I see it, just because we made it to the national championship game in 52, and we act like we only made it to the Final Four. Mm, that's fair. That's a that's a fair gripe. I think that's, that's a right gripe. With you, you certainly we even you want to recognize that team. We even recognize our Helms championship. <laughs> that is that is true. And we're not even going to talk about the fact that we went to an, a national championship. That, that is fair. fair. That's not a bad one. Craig, what was the other game you had? Uh, the biggest tournament game last year against Nova. Oh, oh, oh you went. That, I see. I was gonna. Uh, I wasn't gonna say that. We that, get to Friday for the first time in twenty years. No, I, I'll do you one better. It's true. The yeah. game ending because of COVID in 2020. Ooh. Oh, the Creighton. We game? beat Creighton. We go. We go. We go to Friday. I still think we won the. the That's true. The I think. Biggies I tell you the truth. I think, I think we win the Big East tournament that year. Now we were had. We had to have some momentum. We were hot. We 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 were ahead in that. It was halftime. We were ahead. Creighton was that one game seat. doesn't end. And they didn't have Zigarowski. Correct. That game doesn't end. We win that. I think we win the Big East tournament that year. Yeah, the one last year though stung a lot because beating Villanova. The one last year hurt because we should have won that. Game. We should have won that game. That's, that's why, why I would love hurt. to change that outcome. But that's fair. All right, I think the, but I think, the, I think DJ, those all fair choices. The DJ Kennedy one is the one that sticks out the most. Yeah, because it was also like my that was like. Well, I mean, we watched it, and it, and I remember being <laughs> extremely like, frustrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get to speaking of Villanova. Let's talk about this week's uh, disappointing loss to Villanova as well. Do we have to? Uh, unfortunately, uh, this one was on a Friday night. Unfortunately, it wasn't the Friday night of the Big East tournament. It was just a regular Friday in January where we um, fell apart. 57 to 49, we lost at Madison Square Garden, first garden game of the year. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you the numbers quick and we can talk about it, but we only shot 32% from the field. We shot 25%. We were three of 12 from three. 83% from the free throw line is not terrible. Uh, we won the rebound battle, 39-33. However, we lost the turnover battle. 17 turnovers for St. John's, 16 turnovers for Villanova. So I start with a question of uh, what went wrong besides the fact... Uh, not, what didn't go not, wrong? No, I mean what didn't go wrong. Well, I, I'll, I'll start uh, instead of ending this time in terms of what went wrong. What went wrong is we didn't score from 647 in the second half until 205. In the second half, we That's were 0 for five in that range. 
We always that's have what, a drought. That's what went wrong. We we do always have droughts, but it's not always as spectacular as that one was. That one was so bad that there was no when it was happening, I said we're not we're no longer going to win. We tell you even when we came out of that with 205 to go, I know it had been, you know, so long since we had scored. It's not like we were out of the game. It's not like they had gone on a huge run. We just happened to have a drought, right? If you have a drought when the other team has a run, you can pretty much you're in big trouble. We came out of that drought. It was fifty-one to forty-eight, but I knew we were going to lose that game. Well, frankly, the the entire game was basically an effort in who didn't want to win more. I mean, it was absolutely it was it was a, a rock fight is probably is one of the words you'd use. It was it was brutal. I mean, I mean they, it was they, not a well it was not a well played game. I talked about us uh, shooting poorly. The they shot poorly as well. They shot thirty six and a half percent from the field. I mean, we, you know, to your point, we didn't score from what six fifty seven to go. And to your point, with two minutes of the game, we were still in the game. That's because Villanova did everything possible to allow us to win this game, and we just didn't take the event. I mean, down that stretch, when you're talking about not scoring, there was some non-competitive possessions, like possessions where we just threw the ball away, like just threw the ball well, away. No, again, 0 for didn't 5. Get a shot. But think about that. From 647 to 205, we only took five shots. Right. That's pathetic. Yeah. I mean, that's pathetic. I mean, you got to, you, you know... Again, you you were right. It was a game of who who didn't want to win, uh, and you know it was rough. It was I bad, mean, and you know I think I, I think it kind of goes back to the fact that we we don't value possessions. We don't value the ball at all. And you, I mean, we saw that we turned the ball over towards the end multiple times. Yes, and it's yeah. just in critical moments, in very critical moments where, and I mean like. At the one, uh, we took a we and we we do the same things, right? We don't we don't care for possessions. We take shots way too quick when we're starting to get a little momentum, and then we think we're gonna get hot, so we try to bang a three real quick, and then we miss it, and then they go down, and they get it too, and then we're right back in the hole. You know what? Another thing I want to talk about. Speaking of that, of not stringing together, anyways, the crowd. Uh, first of all, shout out to the crowd because I think the crowd was very large on Friday night and yeah. very pro St. John's. It was a very pro St. John's crowd that was ready to erupt the problem is st john's we never really got anything put together to get to let the crowd get loud it never really got loud because we just never strung enough to together enough baskets we never really even went on any kind of run to allow the crowd to get loud and get into it it was there were you know there were attempts but it just it just never got there uh and i just that's the kind of game it was it just it it just it is frustrating because it's just frustrating a pro st john's madison square garden crowd doesn't always happen I shouldn't yep. say it pro, but a majority, of, an overwhelming majority, I guess, St. John's crowd doesn't always happen. And I think it kind of happened on Friday, but we didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. yeah. We're ready and waiting to explode. Yeah. The announced attendance was 13,504. That's good. I mean, that's a good that's night for us. That's a great night for and we, and we didn't And we didn't take advantage of it. Let's get into the numbers a bit of the players here. It's same starting lineup we've been rolling with, Posh, Wusu, Store, Stanley, and Soriano. A lot of S's on that one. Uh, <laughs> Soriano led the way, of course. 14 points, 16 rebounds. Uh, Wusu also had 12 points and four assists. They were the only two players in double digits, which also is poignant, I think. I mean, obviously, it was a low-scoring game, right? Uh, but when only two of those guys are in double digits, it's a problem for us. We are not going to win a game in the 50s. We need the game to no. be in the 80s. No. Right? That's, but, that's, yeah. that's more, maybe not the 80s, but the 70s. Yeah. is our. We win games... By scoring, we don't win games when people don't score because we're not good at shooting. Yeah. Right. So if if the get score if, is low, 
most likely we're going to be on the losing end of it. Just to round out the starter store, bad night for him, five points. Not a great uh, Madison Square Garden debut. Posh had four points, three assists. Stanley, four points. He only played 12 minutes, uh, so he made the most of it. Off the bench, Pinzone, bad day. Bad day shooting, 0 for 5 yep. from the field. That killed us. I mean, that, that's one of the things that kills us because he had been a nice additional piece for this team, and he, he didn't show up. Curbelo, 6, 2 of 9 with four turnovers. I got some words for Curbelo. Uh, we'll talk about after this uh, because it is it's, – it's rough. It's rough. It was rough watching this team just fall apart. It's it's rough because everything we saw good that happened in UConn and all the hope and all the, right. uh, the potential turnaround and juiced up crowd and all that stuff and it just to to fall flat on that and, and not deliver uh, against and a really not good villain take team. against a, like, right against a not good. I think that's team. why it hurts more, Nick, because the team we should beat. I mean, frankly, it is just a team we should beat, uh, and to not do that is is a problem. You know, I mean, that's it. It, it just it's it's hard. It sucks. It's just Villanova is the exact opposite of us, of us tempo wise, and that's why I think we really struggle against them. They just, I mean, I've said it. I said it leading up to this game. Right? We talked about it at the end of last game. They're a very disciplined team. They didn't buy into our try to speed them up. And frankly, this game we didn't really try to speed them up. Though I think they, that was they part controlled of our, the tempo in that the was, entire that was time. Definitely part of the problem. And it's just. It's maddening because, like, like I said, like you guys agreed with, they're not a good team this year. You know, they're ten and ten. They're they're four and five in conference. They'll still make the they'll still make the tournament. They will. If Jerry was there, they would. If Jay, they are right, they may not. But if Jerry was there, they'd still be making the tournament. But anyway, you're right, Nick. You're not wrong. They're not a good team. Yeah, I just it's just the whole game was just a little a little soul crushing because, like you guys said, soul crushing is a good word. There was no That's perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> explanation. There just there was there was never. We didn't string like you like Craig said. You, you like you said, Craig. We didn't string together any run at all. There was never a moment to really get up and going. There yeah. was two possessions in a row, but there was never three. There wasn't a block on one end and then a come down and a, and a you know an amazing layup or anything like that. Plus, we I mean defensively, Caleb Daniels just four from seven from three got killed us. Sixteen points yeah. for him. Slater had fourteen points. Dixon had eleven rebounds. Tough to give up 11 rebounds there. I mean, Dixon performed well against this last game, but, you know, point-wise, we kept him in check, but we, we gave up 11 say, rebounds. And they're not though. a great rebounding team. Right. right. Yeah, they're small. We did a, we did do a very good job at containing Dixon, who's their best scorer. He went one from 10 from the field. I mean, you can't you can't ask much better of a No, we did well there, lockdown. but we didn't, we, didn't, no, yeah. we didn't stop him on the rebounds, which is why we ended up, you know, empty, empty possession after empty possession without second chances is, is killer. It's uh, almost as brutal as sitting next to a Villanova fan complaining about fouls <laughs> next to you the entire game. Yeah, because but, yeah, they no, don't have the right to complain about fouls for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. Um, he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was like, I wanted to be like, sir, sir, have you been watching for the last 10 years? Do you understand of, that you literally all, don't get calls for any fouls ever? And, by the way, in the second half, it, it you, reversed. It, it reversed. Yeah, I was say. It was only the first half, and God forbid, something went wrong for you guys. Like, take it easy. Settle I, down. I mean, it, it's absurd for Villanova fans to ever believe that did. I mean, it's like Duke fans believing they don't get foul calls. Yeah, it's just it's just absurd. It, it's not even remotely a conversation. The words I have, or I said I had for Andre Corbella, not for him, but about him, he doesn't belong in the game. At the end of the game, I did the math. I went and crunched the numbers. Okay, here they are. I'll lay them on you. In the last five minutes of Big East games, excluding the first DePaul game, 
because that was in the middle of December, or the beginning of December, from the first Villanova game, which was our first Big East game, until now, till this Villanova game. Under five minutes, here are Andre Corbello's numbers. You tell me if you would put this guy on the court, okay? He is 2 of 12 from the field. That's 13% shooting. He is 2 of 6 in free throws, which is 33%. He has 6 turnovers under 5 minutes. And he has 1 steal the entire in the last 5 minutes of all Big East games. What about those numbers say to you, this guy needs to be on the court leading our offense at the end of the game? He got more minutes in this game than Storr. He got more minutes than Posh. He got more minutes than Pinzone. He got the same minutes as Soriano. He got the same minutes as Soriano. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That, ridiculous. Well, that's frankly, that's 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 a Mike Anderson problem. A hundred percent. I mean, that, that's a hundred percent a Mike Anderson problem. Mike Anderson is the one who gets to make that decision. So I know, and he's really making on, the it's wrong not really decision. On Curbelo. No, I'm not blaming um, Curbelo. It's on Mike Anderson to take, take him out of the game because, to your point, those statistics are the, what they are. He, he should, doesn't belong on the that. court, is my point. He does not. Under no scenario should he be on the court under five minutes. It just doesn't make sense. I'll give you a comparison, okay? Posh Alexander, same time, all right? Three of six from the field, 50%. Three of six from the free throw line, 50%. One turnover, four steals. Right there alone. Right. Who should have the ball in their hand? Who should have their ball in their hand controlling the offense? Under no scenario should the guy with six turnovers compared to one turnover in the same period, be the guy controlling the ball. It just doesn't make sense. It's illogical. And I like Mike Anderson. I'm not jumping on the get-rid-of-Mike-Anderson train. However, he's made some critical mistakes, and one of them is handing over the keys to Andre Corbella, saying he's the guy. At the end of the game, he's going to be our offensive guy. He's going to be our point guard. He's going to be our leader. He shouldn't be. Polish Alexander is the best point guard we have on the team. He needs to be the offensive leader. He needs to run the offense for this team particularly at the end of games, but I say even further than that throughout the entire game. No, I agree with you. I, uh, I mean, we, you, you've said it multiple times on the pod too. We, we can't have both of those guys out there. We can't have Posh and we can't have Corbello out there. And at the end of the game, that's the most critical time. And we play everybody close. So we're talking about the most critical minutes of the game. You got to have our best players on the court. And with Corbello on it, you're, I mean, Jones wasn't on the court at the end of the game. Don't get me wrong. Jones has, has struggled. Jones, I'm, wor- I'm a little lot. worried about. Jones. I am worried about. Jones I, I'm worried about Jones. Jones is a very. He's a good player. He's a very good player. He scores. He's explosive, and he's he's in this very seemingly in a very deep funk. And I, I really like him. And if we're much better when yeah, he's good, when he, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, he only got four points this game. Right, if, and you know 0-2 I mean? from three. Yeah, oh, two, two, three. If he could get anything going, we would be much better off. Oh yeah, absolutely. So my que- my my question for you guys is this: If we don't get away. From Curbelo being the leader at the end of the game, is this team destined for disaster or disappointment? I guess I, I guess just, I disappointment. Yeah, disappointment. I, I think you know. I I is there any chance we turn it around with him at the helm? I think it'd be much of the same. One hundred percent. What would lead? There would be nothing to lead me to believe that we would have a different end game scenario unless somebody starts performing like Jones. Well, but even still, there were legitimate possessions in the Villanova game where he went, drove to the basket, and then just threw the ball backwards because he realized he ran out of real estate and he wasn't going to go to the basket. What are you doing? I mean, just what is the mindset there? Well, right. And the fact that that happened and then the next play, Mike Anderson didn't take uh, him well, out of the game is a problem. The, the switches at the end of the game by Mike Anderson were incorrect. Curbelo's on the court, right? So is Posh Alexander. We take Posh Alexander out. Why? I don't know. 
I don't understand it, right? Yeah. Now you have Wusu, you have Store, and you have Kerbella on the court. Posh is going to come back in. Perfect. We're going to take Kerbella out. No, we don't. Instead, we take Wusu out. So now we've got Store, Kerbella, and Posh with Kerbella leading the ball. It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. I, we just it needs to be changed, and I don't understand Mike Anderson's thinking there. Yeah, you almost got to wonder how many times it has to happen before he realizes, if he will ever realize, or if he's just decided I'm going to staunchly stick with Carbello no matter. It what. It certainly seems like that's that's what he's done. I mean, I don't really have an answer. That <laughs> sort of seems like what it is. It's rough. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not pinning an answer on you. It's just I think it's it's frustrating because. Posh Alexander is such a great player, and everyone's like, no, he's not as good anymore. And the answer is, I don't think that's true. I think he's not getting the opportunity to be the guy anymore, and I think that's what's hurting him. And, but and that, that falls that falls on It the falls coach. on Mike Anderson. And it again, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm hammering Mike Anderson, and I think rightfully so. I'm not saying we need to get rid of him. I'm not saying we need to get away from him, right? I'm not, I'm not on that train. I, I think he's a very good coach. I think he's making some critical mistakes, Um but at the end of the day, there are mistakes that can be cleared up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it just takes literally, I'm talking a minimal change here. At the end of this Villanova game, if Posh Alexander is there and Curbelo is on the bench and it's AJ Store and, and Wusu or N Pinzone, I know Pinzone had a bad day, but if, those, if, that's the, if that's the guard setup for us, I think we win that game. The problem is we had too many possessions where Andre Curbelo did whatever the heck came to his mind and it just resulted in empty possessions. Right, but it's up to Anderson to put the guys in the best position to win. And if if he makes that choice, he makes a choice, but that's that's on him. I think he, the I, players again, are, I think the, he made the wrong call. Look, the players are playing and, and they're doing the best they can, remember. You know what I mean? They, they're they I, are I, I know. But it's it's Anderson's job to pull them out if they're not doing if they're not doing what needs to be done to get the no, team to I the get victory. that. I get that. And I, but my point is my point is simply Is it fixable? It's only it's a fixable problem, which oh, is why yeah, I don't I don't think fixable. the answer is just clear out Mike Anderson. Well I think you that decision comes at the end of the year anyway. So I don't think you need to worry about that right now. Yeah, I know. I'm just that's I'm, my, I'm saying I'm not I'm not jumping on the wagon when we need to fire him, which is seemingly the wagon that everybody else is on. Well, not I'm everybody not, else on I'm this not, podcast, I'm but everybody else in the St. John's family. I'm not necessarily off that wagon. Yeah. I I'm I'm almost, I'm going to wait and see. I've said it to the beginning of the year. You guys see you guys that's see fair. the end result, so I'm not making any judgments at this point, but I'm not ruling it out either. All right, let's talk about our spotlight player of the week. I actually think there is a clear cut one. And I don't think it's Joel Soriano. You always think there's a clear cut one. I do. I'm very dedicated in my answers. I also, this week, I'm not picking Posh Alexander. I know, surprise. I, my vote, uh, and I'll see if I'll get some support. Let's see if I can rally the troops here. Uh, I think Wusu absolutely deserves it. 12 points, 4 assists. He had a good game. He played hard uh, and, and deserved a better fate. He deserved to come away with a victory in this game just like we did. Nick, Craig, what do you guys think? Come on. Someone give me something here. Care to comment, Craig? I'll, I'll let you take the ball first because you're older than me. Well, well, all right. You old bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I have to agree with you. Uh, if not, I mean, look, Soriano had a good game again. He had a double-double. You know, he, uh, as ridiculous as it sounds, you kind of get used to it and, and you get a little numb to it. Um, but Wusu was very efficient, too. I mean, four for seven from the field, two from four from three. Uh, like Vincent said, he had four assists, three rebounds, filled up the stat sheet, 12 points total. Um, All-around good game was a facilitator and helped out immensely. So I, w- I would give it him this week. I've already got I've already got a majority. Nick, what who are you voting for? I am. A, I'm also going to pick Wusu. Look at that, a clean sweep. It was, had nothing to do with your your lobbying <laughs> at all, Vincent. I just want to make that put that on the record. That was uh, unnecessary, but all right. I just want to let it be known. 
Uh, I, I agree with everything both of you guys said. And the only reason why I didn't pick Soriano is because uh, as he had, as he did have a double-double, uh, he, he wasn't as efficient as he has been in a couple of games. He went 4 for 11 from the field. Uh, don't get me wrong. Still had a double-double. Uh, he's the reason why we stayed in the game with 16 rebounds. But I think Wusu is a, a bigger reason why we were in the game with, you know, going 2 from 4 for 3 and getting free throws down the stretch. And he played the most minutes on the team, too. I think Tim would have voted for Soriano, but of course he would have. He's not here, so he doesn't get the vote. Uh, big win for Wusu, Spotlight Player of the Week. Unfortunately, not a victory in the game. Let's look ahead to this coming week. We've got two matchups. Uh, starting off, we will be at Creighton on Wednesday at 9 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. All right, just to give you some numbers on Creighton, 11 and 8. Overall, 5-3 and three in conference. They're coming off back-to-back wins against Providence and Butler, where they looked pretty impressive, so it could be a rough game. Five guys who average double digits. They average 37.6 rebounds per game. That's good enough for 67th in the nation, so a decent rebounding team. Obviously, they got a lot of bigs. Cal Quinter comes to mind, so it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a real battle in terms of rebounding. They're also a very talented team when it comes to assist. They average 15.8 per game. That's good enough for 31st in the nation. And they have Ryan Nemhart, who is third in the Big East in assists, averaging about five a game. Uh, if you remember, Ryan Nemhart broke his hand last year at St. John's, so just a little fun, not fun nugget. It was very, actually, it was a very you know, distressing nugget. <laughs> right. Ryan Kalkbrenner leads their team 14, 15 actually, points per game. Shooting 72.9% from the field is good enough for third in the nation. So Soriano's certainly going to have his hands full down low. Uh, 72% or 73% actually from the field is just, I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, how we're going to plan for Cal Brenner, but we're just going to have to hope that Soriano is able to take him on. Now, listen, he played well against Sonogo, so I don't see why he wouldn't. But I think he's certainly going to have his hands full. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think it's obviously going to come down to the matchup between Soriano and Cockbrenner because what what's a little nice about Cockbrenner is he doesn't he's a I mean he's seven one but he's a true big he doesn't he doesn't take a lot of threes so he's not really going to be stretching the floor a lot um, in my opinion. Uh, what is a little worrisome is that Creighton they take a good amount of threes they don't take a they take a, a fair amount of threes they don't take a you know they're not like top five in the country or anything threes or anything like that but a lot of their points either come from the three-point range or within five feet of the basket by Cockburner. well first of all all four of their top scorers shoot over 40 percent from the field which yeah. is pretty scary for us by the way and they have two main stars that shoot over 40 percent from three-point line yeah i listen I, that's not good creighton has no. always been a bad matchup for us um and this year is certainly it's also do- not looking any different Dollar beer night in Omaha, which always gets the crowd get the crowd going. As if that crowd needs anything. That crowd is always sold out in Omaha. I know. Yeah. Great atmosphere in Omaha, though. Shout out. I know. I know they're the enemy, but shout out to Omaha for really doing a great job of building a crowd there. It is a great arena. If you get a chance to go out there for a St. John's game, St. John's Creighton game, I would highly recommend it. Omaha, nice little downtown, and a cool stadium. Uh, very packed, but you would certainly be in enemy territory, and it will be loud. So don't. Uh, you know, don't sleep on it, but it is a very nice, nice arena. How do we, how do we win this game? I stop Cal Brenner and Soriano. I play Cal Brenner. So, so that's the number one thing. That, that has, that has to, to be no, the other thing is this, and I know I just I, I know I'm gonna you know kind of go against myself here. I know I said we don't win games in the fifties. Uh, if this game happens to be in the fifties in terms of points, 
I think we might actually win. A game in the 80s here, we might actually probably lose. <laughs> I, I agree with that because if it's in the 50s, that means they're missing all their threes. Correct. Which that's, is the only reason why we're going to win That's, this that's the thing. So I, I know I said that that is usually a recipe for disaster for us, which it is. I think, however, in this oddly specific game here, uh, if, if we can prevent them from scoring, because uh, I'm not sure we can keep up with their scoring, to be honest. Yeah, they, I mean, they're They're very efficient, uh, and they're good at it. So... I, it could be a t- it's going to be a tough game for us, but I think it starts with Soriano. I think I think you guys are both right. It starts with Soriano. Soriano can stop down Kyle Brenner. We're already moving in the right direction, and then from there, we got to have a guy step up. You know, we got to have a big night from Store or a big night from Pinzone, uh, in addition to our normal guys having good nights. Yeah, and if Wusu can continue his stretch of of good games, uh, to your point, if we can get an accessory to him. And if, you know, Soriano gets his double-double as usual and Posh does Posh things, I mean, we can very well win this game. If oh, we yeah. Can, I think, too, if we can speed them up, they only play eight guys. I mean, not only play eight guys, but they play they play eight guys, and they're, they're two guys off the bench. They, they're three guys off the bench. Don't play a ton of time. Um, I think if we try to run them out the gym, like, you know, we are supposed to do, or at least with the board, the, that's what we're sold on, uh, if we could do that efficiently and effectively, there's a chance that we can tire them out in the second half. Maybe they don't have as many as much legs under them. They don't hit the threes as much in the second half. You know, maybe. That's not a bad thought. Maybe I got a fourth one. Don't play Andre Corbello after five minutes. <laughs> that will be my partial recipe to success. Well, we'll have our hands full on Wednesday night for sure. The other game this week is a game we should win on paper, at least ideally, but... Uh, with this team, the way they've been playing up and down, we'll have to see what happens. This game home against Georgetown on Sunday, 2 p.m. It'll be on Fox Sports 1. Georgetown is just not good. 5-15 uh, and 15 on the year, 0-9 oh in conference. They are actually 0-29 oh in their last 29 Big East contests. They will play DePaul before playing us, so they may come in 0-30, oh or I guess they could snap that streak. But DePaul's been playing pretty well, so I'd be surprised if they came away with a victory kind against Paul, Kind of they snap, so we don't have that pressure. That would be good because that I think that puts this game in a must-win category. You can't, we cannot lose to Georgetown. Yeah, we no. can't snap an 0-29 or 0-30 no. at that point streak of Big East games. That would be absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's a rivalry game, St. John's, Georgetown, at MSG. Big East matchup, you know what I mean? Like, classic Big East matchup. Both teams are going to get up for it. I mean, Georgetown's going to get up for it because they're not as good as I'm not really sure they get up for anything, but yeah. (laughs) We'll see, I guess. Hopefully they don't. But ah, we can't lose this game. No. I mean, to be honest, anyone not named Patrick Ewing was a coach, they had been fired a very, very long time ago. And rightfully so. No, oh, man. yeah. I mean, the tough part for them is, like, what do you do? But at a certain point, they're, it's really they're gonna not. Have to, they're going to have to fire. Oh, they got to tell them, like, look, Patrick, you can step down yeah. or we can at fire you. At, the, up, at, the, at the end of this year, they're going to have to fire him. He, he, if, if, if he Theoretically, if he loses again, he doesn't win a single Big East game, two straight seasons of zero Big East wins, he, he's got to be fired before the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's With historically bad. Have you seen the videos of the of the fans? Oh, they're bad. I mean, the fan. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, <laughs> it is brutal. Like, there is nobody, because they are horrendously bad. They're very, why very would I, bad. Why would I spend my time and watch that game? I don't watch disagree. All right, talk about their players a little bit. They do have five guys who average 
double-digit points, so somebody's doing some scoring. Uh, Primo Spears leads the team. He's got 15.5 points per game. And then you've got Quadis Wahab. He leads the team in rebounds with 7.5 per game. He also averages 10 points, so he'll be a bit of a, a good matchup uh, for us to, to take on there. But, again, there shouldn't really be a good matchup here. This is to be a team we win handedly, right? I mean, they, under, under no yes. scenario is yes. this a game we should be in. No, yeah, I, I, absolutely. They're just they're, they're just an atrocious team. I think we, I I just I just saw this. So Spears, uh, the, the last game they played was against Xavier. They lost by thirteen. Spears shot fifteen for thirty one. He had thirty seven <laughs> points. Oh my he god, went three that's for, outrageous! Three for eleven from the three. Just give him the ball and let him yes. shoot. 11 assists. So just just to give you an idea of how absolutely abysmal this team really is, the only category that they rank above 115th in the NCAA in is blocks per game. They average 4.5 blocks per game. That's 51st in the nation, which is pretty good. doesn't bode well for us because we drive a lot. However, besides that, in field goals, I mean, in field goal percentage, in three-point percentage, in assists per game, in steals per game, they're all... Below 200. Wow. I mean, just just Jeez. absolutely not showing up to games here. This they, is bad. Can Patrick, also another ranking. They are 246th in the net. Oh, my goodness. They this are is certainly be- not a quad one win. They are behind Morgan State, uh, Abilene Christian, Western Carolina, uh, North Dakota State. Is there any way that Ewing can get back out there for them? <laughs> I don't even know if it would help at this point. I, yeah, I don't know if it could hurt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we St. John's outlook for this game. It's got to be, we just got to win. I mean, we just have to play. I mean, play. F- fortunately this year, every game, uh, I guess I, I guess you could exclude Villanova and Seton Hall, although I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily put those in the same category, but every game that you would say, you know, beginning of the season, absolute checkbox win, we've won. I mean, except for two. Well, no, because at the beginning of the season, you wouldn't have said Seen Villanova Hall. and Seton Hall are automatic victories. Seton Hall was, absolutely. Seton Hall, Seen Hall, you would have You're right. Seton Hall is not right. Probably Seen Hall. I'll give you that, not Villanova. With, with, the, with the exception of the one game, then, every time we've had a game where this is, this is a trap game or this is a game, you know, on paper we win, I guess a game where the old St. John's teams could have blown it. The Florida State's of the world is what I'm thinking of. Uh, we came away with the win. So the good news is... It seems like when we're really, really supposed to beat somebody, we've come away with the victory, and we, we got to hope that's what we do here. Now, my question to you is this. Do you use this game as kind of a test to try and see how to right the ship? Absolutely not. Do You, 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 you don't try a different lineup? No. It, depends no, what happens against, it depends what happens against Creighton. Absolutely. I don't care if we win. I don't care if we beat Creighton by 60 points. We so cannot. Nick, Nick is too concerned. We I, absolutely I, cannot test the waters on this game have a bad set go out there. We don't get in a flow, and then we lose to Georgetown at home. We cannot do See, that. I, I would argue that this is the exact game, this is maybe the only game right now, uh, the only game left this season where we get the opportunity to test, to test the waters. I, I what are we testing? What are we testing? Yeah, we're I mean, throwing we're, out different lines. We shouldn't be testing. Frankly, I, I, what, frankly what, uh, we shouldn't be testing anything. We know, what, we know what, who should be in at this point and who should not be in at this point. But clearly we don't. No, no, we as fans do. Well, okay, but my Mike point Anderson is, my point is we, there, there's that. clearly things we need to work through, right? If, 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 if we should we know by now? Sure, we should, but we don't. There's, there's some things that this team needs to work through, and I think this is a game where we can test out, let's try this set of guys together. I mean, what's, let's try who? this starting lineup. 
Who? With all due respect, Andre Corbello on the court list. Uh, Rafael Pinzon in the point guard position more, maybe. AJ Store maybe in the point guard position. Who knows? I would take this game and say, listen, we're going to win this game. Let's go out there and try to see if we can figure out the pieces that fit together perfectly so that way the rest of the season we've got we've got the flow the exact flow we need i think those two changes that you're talking about we've been making over the last 3 games we've been seeing Pinzone. I was just AJ using Store examples get more no 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 but i was I, just using examples no, no, first of all we haven't seen Pinzone really as a point guard we haven't seen but he's been getting more minutes he was also in well, he was also good. out for a couple of games. I mean, he certainly should get more minutes, but I'm I'm talking about trying out different lines of guys in different in with different roles. scenarios. Yeah, and in in different roles, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean I can see that, but I don't I don't I think it'd be you disagree. Careful. I get it, Nick. That's L- listen, if we want to try that in the second half when we're up by twenty, I'm okay with that. I don't think we should try uh, an entirely new set the entire game because if we lose to Georgetown, I, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. I, I think I think we're we're just better than them. And I think that gives us an opportunity to test it out. Now, listen, we probably won't. No one does that. But I just think it's an idea that could right the ship, which we desperately need. We desperately need to get on, you know, well, solid the, pavement the here. Other yeah, question, I mean, the other question is, if we, if we even, blow them out, wouldn't that put us back on solid pavement? No. It's a win against Georgetown. It's meaningless. No, but it's, okay, about, so wait, wait, it's about the flow of the team. It's, it's a win against Georgetown. It's meaningless. If a win against Georgetown is meaningless, so what do we even see if we change the lineup in? It's it's a Georgetown team that's not good. You can see how guys play together. But they're a Georgetown team. Why do you practice? Good. Why do you practice? That's not the same thing. I mean, it is. No, it's not. It is. A game scenario is the same as a practice. It's not. I mean, the, it's just fundamentally not. No, I mean, you're testing things out. That's the, My point is to use it as a practice. <laughs> that's essentially my point. I, th- I think if you go into this game as if it's a practice, you, we're going to lose. If we're going to test out lineups as practice, we're going to lose this game. Well, we'll have to see what happens on Sunday. Uh, it'll be an interesting one. Hopefully not. So I have, I have a question for you guys. If we are to win against Creighton, win against Georgetown, and beat Seton Hall, wait, this is the next game, spoiler alert, uh, and we're 6-6, six and six, right? Where do you, where does that leave you? Are you happy with that? Are you? I'm obviously not happy with that, but... How do you, how how's your feeling after that game? Well, I mean, on the day after the Seen Hall game, we're six and six. What's your what's your thought for the for the rest of the season? I mean, oh well, I mean, in the moment, I'm happy that we we went three and zero. Sure, um, but for the rest of the season, I mean, you know, uh, Crean on the road's a good win. Uh, Georgetown, I think we all determined that that doesn't really matter. It's a must must win. It, it's no. It's there's no benefit, no benefit to but there's all downside. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I feel that's kind of the same with Seton Hall because although they are better than us in, in the conference standings, um, they're not a tournament team. So losing fringe. to them. They're fringe. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. More, close, I mean, if we're, closer than we are. Right, but it, it, right, right. Hey, but we're trying to be, right? We're talking in some We're trying to be. So if we beat them, I, I think, you know, it's a good, it's a good, it's not a it's not a great win, but it's it's a win that we have to have. I think six. I think we're in a a good place. I mean, not a great place, not a place we wanted to be, but I think we're in a place where we have oppor- enough opportunities left to get to the tournament. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. We're definitely going to have to get a couple of big wins down the stretch for sure. How many games do you let's say we let's say we get to six and six? Let, let's just right, take we're that. Win as, the next three games. Win the next three games. Okay. Like How that. many? How many more losses can we endure before our NCAA tournament hopes are gone? So you're saying we win three games, we're at six and six. Uh, following that, or actually, t- forget the three, forget the, those three losses. Let's just say, let, let's forget those three wins. 
Let's just say, okay. as of right now, how many more losses? With 11 games left. You're saying 11 full, 11 games, games left. full 11 games left. How many Three losses? Three and six in conference, 11 games left. How many, how more? many losses? Yeah. When are, when are we past the point of no return? I think, I mean... The it, point of no return. Where, where bet, at best, we're going to the NIT. It also depends who we win against a little bit. I mean, because theoretically speaking, say we were to win... Say we're... <laughs> theoretically speaking, say we were to win out, but we lost to, like... Georgetown, I think that's okay. But if we were to lose to like Xavier, Marquette, and UConn, and we were to beat only Providence as our, our ranked teams going down the, the list, going down the the pike, I, I don't. So what's the number? I don't know. I, I I think we can lose three three games and be okay. I think we got one. I'm gonna go. No, middle, I'm gonna go two. More than one. I think it's one. No, it's got it to it's, it's be more than one. Nick's right. A, it depends who it's against. But B, with all due respect, 11 and 9 in conference is good enough to get you into the tournament. I don't know about that. 11 and 9 It depends, it depends who those losses are to. That's what I said. If I said you, it depends. But I think yeah, it, but, but, 11, first of all, it also depends how you do in the, in the Big East tournament. But 11 and 9 in that's conference. That's where we excel. Well, whatever. 11 <laughs> and 9 in conference heading into the Big East tournament. I think we're in a spot where we're probably on the bubble. Makes us twenty-one we're, and we're, ten. We're, I don't know if we're in the tournament at that point. I don't think we would be, depending on who we won, win it, win against. I guess, but I think we're in a place where we could get in the tournament. With all due respect, if if we win, if we lose three games, right, and our three losses are to Creighton at Creighton, uh, Seton Hall at home, and. Uh, UConn at home. You don't think that the the win at Xavier and the win at Marquette and the other win against Creighton is good enough, and the win against Providence is is enough to put us in a scenario where we're eleven and nine in conference and possibly making the tournament. I, I think with those wins and losses, I think we are firmly Maybe. on the uh, last four in slash. First four. Out. I mean, with all due respect, you can even switch one of those games, right? You lose to UConn, you lose at Xavier, uh, and you lose to Seton Hall. Then you got a, you got two wins against Creighton, a win against Providence, and a win at Marquette. I think at eleven and nine with those wins, a win against UConn. Yeah, I back you know previous. I think we're in a position where listen, I don't know if we're, I don't think we're a lock at that point, but I think we're in a place where we can make the tournament. That's fair. That's fair. Because you're also talking about eleven nine. You're probably. Let's see where where do you think we fall in the Big East if you're eleven and nine? Somewhere in the middle. You're probably That's what I'm like saying. Five, so six five. You're hoping to get probably six. You're hoping to get yeah. six. There's a big, pretty big split right this year. You're hoping to get six. You don't want to. You be don't want to be seven. The splits. Then you have to play on Wednesday. Yeah. The splits at four. We got uh, Xavier in first with eight and one. Then we got Marquette in second, eight and two. Then we got Providence in third, seven and two. Creighton in fourth, five and three, and then we have UConn in fifth, five and five. Right. Seton so, Hall, five and so, five. So yeah, it's a tough part for us. Is, all right, so you know, you're you're talking about Seton Hall. If you were to lose that Seton Hall game, because that was one of the games you mentioned, mm-hmm. now you also have that would be two losses to Seton Hall, two losses to Villanova. The odds are you're gonna be you're gonna be the probably seven, right? seven or eight. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Then you got to play Wednesday. You got to play Wednesday, and you got then you got to play either one or the two. Yeah, which is going to be a Xavier team or a, well, Xavier Marquette, Providence, one of those guys. Yeah, I, I, I mean, listen. I don't. It's, again, it's not a. It's I, not an ideal scenario. I, mean, I, I, I think we definitely have an uphill battle. But I, I think the, we can lose season. more than one. My point is, I think, I think you, you convinced can me that we can one. lose more than one. I, I, I would say two. I think I, it's I would two. go to two. 
I don't. I think three is a is a bridge too far. I think I, I think, think three depend on what happened. Depend on who it's against. Mm, I think maybe we'll see. But lot, like, by like, the way, we get a lot. Hope we win, we, hope we get win a zero, lot of, of oh the St. John's schedule, and I get it. The out of conference was not bad. We're seventy two in terms of strength of schedule, which is not great. Really? But you look at the teams around us. It you know. Texas Tech is below us. Clemson is below us. Boise State's below us. All those teams are projected to be in the tournament or last four in or first four out. So with our strength of schedule, I don't think it's going to end up being something that keeps us out. I didn't realize our strength of schedule was that well, high. Well, it's good for us that the Big East is good this year. Of course it's good. The Big East is always good. No, I know it's always good. But... You know what's actually good about the Big East this year? That Georgetown is so bad that they're just losing every game. That is very helpful, That's what usually actually. happens with, like, the ACC. Yeah. That they're is very sneakily helpful. You need to have bad teams Yeah, you got to have somebody at the bottom that and just the, the thing is there, and Butler is bad enough yeah. that they sort of help yeah. in that way. Uh, DePaul certainly hasn't seemed that <laughs> to help in that way anymore this year. They've, well, they've won some surprising ones. but Yeah. Well, they, they, I mean, they've... We could argue that if DePaul's helping, so are we, because we're 3-6, and six too. Yeah, that's fair. Right. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, we're certainly helping the scene halls of the world, for sure. Right, Villanova and scene halls of the yeah. world, keeping them afloat with our losses. I again, I think, we're going to turn that around. That's it. There you go. Here's some positivity for Craig. We're going to win the Big East tournament. Look, I look. I hope we lose zero games. I'm, not, I'm you know, but well, I'm obviously, just, I hope we lose I'm just, zero games. I'm just trying to say. I'm trying to look at it analytic, analytically. I know. I'm trying to lose. say. I'm trying to think. You know, I think one is too few. I think three is the right number. I of, think it's two. I think we got two losses left in it, not including the Big East tournament. I think two would be ideal. That's actually a good point. If we lose two, I think... We're four or five in the conference? I think we're four and five in... Uh, yeah, if we lose two... No, we're, we're not four and five. We can get up to four. We get up to five or six. Right, so we'll be five or six, but... Well, we, we switch from seven to eight to five and six. If, one more win. If we have two losses and we win a game in the Big Easy. East... And we win a game in the Big East because it'll be against uh, a six seed. That right, is a valid point. Where we do way. our best work. Well, well, uh, we do... With all, the, with, all, with all the respect. In the big in the first The game. one in the garden? Or is it different? <laughs> biggest one okay. you're talking about. With all due respect, you're talking about as a seven seed, you're talking about playing Georgetown on Wednesday. Okay, that game doesn't essentially means it's, an, it's, another, it's, a it's another win. In the it's column. a win. That doesn't gonna help us. That ain't gonna help us. In fact, probably winning that game, if we play Georgetown again, would probably lower our strength of schedule. <laughs> no, it would not. Uh, yes, I think it would. Dude, uh, I don't think they do uh, the, the conference tournament. It would certainly lower our net. <laughs> Oh, it would probably lower our net. How does the net actually work? Does anybody know? Nobody knows how the net works. It's in the cloud. Um, <laughs> it's in the cloud. The No, I strength the schedule is pretty much done by the time you get to the Big East, to the Big East tournament. But I listen, I think uh, you don't want to play on Wednesday. I mean, yes, you may get a free win, but the, no, it's you don't not going to help you. But you don't, no, play you don't want to play on Wednesday. So ideally, we lose only one or two more games. We end up in the six or five spot, and we're not playing on Wednesday. Uh, but hey. Fingers the crossed. fun part is we'll get to watch it all happen. Uh, so Wednesday, Sunday this week, get your TVs or I guess they're uh, Georgetown. You can go to the game and uh, get your you know tickets ready. We'll be out there. So hot ticket. That'll uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get thirteen thousand just like we did against Villanova. <laughs> Wonder what the stub up value on the <laughs> Just handing them out at the front gate. Uh, all right, that'll do it for Craig and Nick. I'm Vincent. Go Johnnies. Keep chasing.